Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I am so excited that you're with me today. Lots of great things going on in the body of Christ and all around the world. And uh, I've been working on some things for you and uh, for everybody who has supported the ministry. And um, I'm just excited about what God's doing and excited about some announcements that are coming up very soon. So please stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in today once again. And I trust that you enjoyed the last couple weeks podcasts. We've done a few different things with them, but um, I'm excited about, you know, just moving forward with the podcasts and seeing what God's doing. I've had uh, there, I have a way that I can get on and look and see um, where the listeners are from uh, who listen to these podcasts, and there have been even other countries where people have started to listen regularly. So I'm grateful for that. If you're international, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, everybody who's here in the United States and local. And it's just a blessing to be able to speak to you every week. And I know that God is going to do some great things. Um, today, I wanted to bring to you a topic that may be a little bit different and maybe a little bit uh, something that you haven't heard before or something that you haven't uh, really studied up on or you haven't heard a minister speak on before. And I want to bring that to you because God lets us know that we will uh, be able to tell things by certain times and certain seasons. And uh, in Genesis 1.14, God says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let them be for signs and for seasons and days and years. And God has different seasons that he takes us through. He has different seasons of life. He has different seasons in the spirit that he takes us through. And um, so we can use the sun, the moon, the stars uh, to let us know those things. Now, should we study the sun, the moon and the stars to determine whether we're going to fall in love in the next month or whether we're going to get a new job in the next year? No, that's that's not what we use the sun, the moon and the stars for. Basically, the sun, the moon and the stars were God's timepiece. They were his way of letting his people know what season they were in. And God said that he would reveal certain things in the stars and in the sun and in the moon as the return of Jesus drew closer. And um, so we use these things for signs and seasons. God uses them to speak to us for the signs and the seasons. And um, we are entering into a season that is one of the very most important seasons of the entire year. And uh, it, it is the tabernacle season that God began to speak to his people. And uh, he began to say that he had certain seasons and festivals, basically, through the year that he was going to have them observe. Reminder to you people who have heard me speak on this before, that these seasons are not the Jewish feast seasons. They are not the Hebrew feast seasons. God said these are 
my feast seasons. Why are we concerned with the feasts? Well, God spoke to Moses in Leviticus 23. He said, speak unto the children of Israel and say to them concerning the feasts of the Lord, you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their season. So these are not Jewish feasts. They are not Hebrew feasts. They are God's feasts, God's appointed times and God's appointed festivals. Now we can celebrate these feasts as Christians in that we know that God has a different plan other than the sacrifices that were required for these feast seasons. In Deuteronomy, God spoke to the people and he said, three times a year, you're going to come before me and come before me with a gift. So they were required to show up at the temple and they were required to bring a sacrifice to God during these three feast seasons. The first feast season of our calendar year is the season of Passover and Passover includes three feasts. Passover includes Passover. Passover includes the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover includes the Feast of First Fruits. Then we go on to the middle of the year on our calendar and we celebrate Pentecost. That is 50 days after Passover. And then after Pentecost, in the fall of our year, we celebrate Tabernacles, which includes the Feasts of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. So we have three feast seasons separated into seven feasts. The first feast season, Passover, is separated into three feasts. Pentecost stands alone. And then the Feast of Tabernacles includes three feasts. So God used these to keep his calendar. Now, on our calendar, we use a solar calendar. We use the calendar that goes by the sun. The the Israeli people, the Jewish people, used a lunar calendar. And this is important to remember because on the lunar calendar, the day starts at sundown the day before. We start our days at midnight, and we technically... Uh, start then and then we look in the morning and say that our day has begun in the morning but on the jewish calendar their day starts at sundown the night before so they would today when the sun came up we started our day their day technically began last night at sundown so we've got to remember this because they go by the lunar calendar and their months are different than ours and their seasons fall at different times. So their feast seasons never fall on the same days on the calendar. They are fluid. They move according to the moon. And um, so these seasons that begin often begin at the first sight of the new moon or at uh, a certain phase of the moon. And we've got to remember that. So we are... Coming up on these feast seasons in the fall of our year, which is technically the Jewish New Year. The Jewish New Year does not begin on January 1st. It begins at the Day of Atonement. So we're looking at these feast seasons that we're going into. The, 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 the Rosh Hashanah is the Feast of Trumpets. And then we go to the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles. And so this is the beginning of the Jewish civil year. It's the beginning of the Jewish calendar uh, for the year. So when we look at this, we see that God is beginning to do something new in what we would consider the fall of our year. God is doing something brand new 
on his calendar because remember he said this was his calendar these are his feasts they're not human created feasts they're his institution so growing up a lot of the time we didn't learn about these feasts in fact a lot of the time we were told to stay away from any study of uh, Jewish tradition any study of uh, Jewish beliefs because we are under a new covenant we have uh, been bought with a price by Jesus Christ. His blood was our sacrifice. His blood was shed for us so that we don't have to make sacrifices. Now, that was that is basically what he, I don't want to make it sound simple, but he fulfilled the feasts and the sacrifices in that. He fulfilled the sacrifices that were required to atone for our sins. He, re- he fulfilled the sacrifices that were required at Passover. He fulfilled all the sacrifices that were required with one death. He died once and for all on the cross, the Bible says. So we don't have to go through any more blood sacrifices, praise the Lord. We don't have to go through sacrificing to atone for our sins because he has already done that. And so we can celebrate the feast seasons through the new covenant in knowing what Jesus did for us and what he's about to do for us. The first feast season of the year, uh, Passover on our calendar, Passover was fulfilled, was memorialized when Jesus died on the cross was buried and raised again. Passover, he had the Last Supper, and and it began on Passover. He had the Last Supper, and he was crucified on Passover. Then he was buried during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He was put into the tomb. Then on the Feast of Firstfruits, he raised from the dead. So you're looking at this this calendar of God's feast and seeing that Jesus memorialized them. He commemorated them down to the day. He commemorated them down to the day of the feast. God's timing is absolutely perfect. God doesn't do anything at random. God has pre-planned everything that he is going to do. And so we're seeing that Jesus fulfilled the first feast season of the year, Passover, unleavened bread and first fruits with his death, burial and resurrection. Then 50 days later at Pentecost, the feast of Pentecost was a feast before the Holy Spirit ever fell in Jerusalem in Acts chapter two. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were gathered together in Jerusalem in the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell in that room. And so God commemorated or memorialized the the feast of Passover. Passover, Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, and then he memorialized or commemorated the feast of Pentecost with the giving of the Holy Spirit. So we see the first two feast seasons fulfilled. Now, it has been 2,000 years since we have seen a feast season fulfilled or, or memorized, memorialized, sorry, or commemorated here in the earth. Now that is important to remember because we still have the fall feast season, which is trumpets, day of atonement and tabernacles, which need to be commemorated by God need to be commemorated by God. Now, this is so important to remember because when we're looking at 
the times that we're living in and we're saying I'm hearing all kinds of pastors. I have not heard one pastor deny that we are living in the last days. I've not heard one pastor deny that everything that is going on in the world are signs of the end. I've not heard one pastor deny that what we're seeing is part of the end times process. And so this peace treaty with Israel and all the political and civil unrest, the even the election coming up, uh, and Iran and Russia and Turkey getting ready to sign their own agreement. This is coming down the pike in the in the next few weeks. Uh, the when this podcast airs on uh, September fourteenth, tomorrow the fifteenth will have been the day that they will sign the Israel United Emirates peace treaty in the White House of the United States of America. This is unprecedented. This has never happened before, and we're about to see an end-time prophecy being fulfilled because other countries are trying to jump in with this peace treaty that's taking place. And so we're headed into this week with the peace treaty signing on the 15th and then on the 18th the feast of trumpets begins this is not by happenstance this is not perchance this is prophetic this is prophetic we are seeing these end times events play out now either the entire bible is true or it's not we can't just pick one part of the bible and say we're going to believe that part and then we'll leave the rest of it out we can't take a little excerpt here and a little excerpt there we have to believe the entire bible and we have to believe that it is for today so leviticus chapter 23 talks about these feasts and feast seasons not only does it talk about the feasts and feast seasons it tells us that they are not just old covenant leviticus 23:31 says it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings Exodus 12, 14 says, now this day will be a memorial to you and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. Do you know that we'll celebrate the feast seasons when we get to heaven? The Bible talks about it. So we're looking at these feast seasons that we're in and uh, we're seeing that the first two feast seasons, Passover and Pentecost, have been memorialized or commemorated by God through sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross in the first one and through sending the Holy Spirit in the second one. Now, here's what's exciting about the third feast season. We're getting ready to go into trumpets, and this is what I want to uh, speak to you a little bit more about today. That was a really quick recap, everybody. You might have to go back and listen to all of that again to get uh, to get what I was saying out of it, because we're about 14 and a half minutes into this podcast right now, and uh, I covered a whole lot of ground and didn't really lay any background work in the in the past weeks for that. So you may have to go re-listen if you're not familiar with all of this stuff. But we are getting ready to go into this Feast of Trumpets that has yet to be fulfilled. And when you think about trumpets, a lot of people... The first thing that comes to your mind when you think about prophecy and trumpets, you think about the rapture of the church. You think about the trumpet that's going to sound. You think about the the great trumpet blast that's going to call God's children up into heaven in, in the last days. And rapture is something that 
uh, I've not heard a ton of people talk about the one, the guys that I listen to are talking about it, but there are a lot of mainstream ministers who are not talking about the rapture. I have even heard ministers say that they do not believe that there's a rapture and even go so far as to say that people who preach the, the rapture are wrong, but hear me out on this. They will say that rapture is not found in the scripture. You are correct. Rapture, the word is never found in the English translation of the Bible as far as King James and as far as uh, the, the translations from the original text into English, rapture was never originally translated. Where we, ca- where we get the rapture is when the Bible says that people are being caught up or people are being taken up or people are being uh, finding themselves in the spirit in heaven. And so um, the, the Bible talks about this. The original languages in the Greek harpazo was used to mean catching up, to mean to be caught away. Rapturo in the original Latin was used. So that's where we get our word rapture. Rapturo in the original Latin means to be caught up or taken up or to find yourself suddenly transported from earth into heaven. Paul was suddenly caught up into the third heaven. John was taken up into heaven. And we find this this pattern that God will pull his people off of the earth uh, individually sometimes for uh, a, a portion of scripture or when we talk about the church at the last days, there is going to be a rapture of the church. Now, if your pastor is saying that there's no rapture, he either one doesn't know his scripture, doesn't know the Bible, or two, he's preaching heresy. He's 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 saying things that are contrary to the word of God. There is going to be a rapture of the church. Now, Rosh Hashanah is the feast of trumpets. Uh, It means the head of the year. It means that it's the very beginning of the year. This year, it is going to take place on September 18th, and it's going to go through, I believe, the 20th, the the Feast of Trumpets. And that is the day that that they blow the trumpet. They blow the trumpet, which is the shofar. And that is the day that they signal the head of the, the new year. Now, the another name for Rosh Hashanah is Yom Teruah. Yom Teruah is another name for the Feast of Trumpets. Now, Yom Teruah means the day of blowing, the day of trumpeting, the day of sounding the trumpet. And we have we have talked about it for years that there's going to be one last trumpet blast that we hear and we're going to be caught up into heaven and doesn't it make sense and a lot of bible scholars agree and believe that the feast of trumpets is going to be the time that is commemorated with the rapture it's going to be the time when the rapture takes place i'm going to get into the other parts of the fall feast the other parts of uh feast of trumpets day of atonement and feast of tabernacles in the coming weeks as we progress through them but as it's for now, for today, I want to just cover for a little bit the Feast of Trumpets. The Feast of Trumpets is going to uh, give us, it's going to show us, hey, Jesus could return 
during the Feast of Trumpets. I truly believe it. A lot of Bible scholars believe it. Now, I do, do I also believe that Jesus can do anything he wants at any point in time that he wants? Absolutely. Do I believe he could come in the middle of July? Do I believe he could come in the middle of March? Absolutely. I believe he could come any time that God tells his son to go get his children. But through the past uh, through the patterns of the past and through what we've seen God do in the past with specifically commemorating certain feast days with certain actions, the Feast of Passover, when the blood was shed, the, you know, the, peace, the Feast of Passover goes clear back to Exodus when Moses told the people to slay a lamb, to slay a spotless lamb. Jesus became our spotless lamb and he was slain for us. His blood was shed for us, just like the blood was placed on the doorposts and the lentils of the house of the Hebrew people while they were still in Egypt. And then the feast of unleavened bread, he was put into the tomb. He was basically put into the ground and uh, he, he came back up on the feast of first fruits, first fruits, would obviously be an explanation that he was the first fruits of the dead. He was brought back to life and uh, he was brought back for us. So those are, those are the commemoration of the first three. Then Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, that was the commemoration of the Feast of Pentecost. The Feast of Trumpets has yet to be commemorated by God. And we see time and time again that there is going to be a trumpet sound at the rapture. So that makes sense that we are going to see very possibly Jesus return at the Feast of Trumpets one year. Could it be this year? Absolutely. There is nothing left to be fulfilled before Jesus returns for his church. There are things that have to be fulfilled before the midway point of the tribulation, but at this point in time, there is nothing left to be fulfilled before Jesus has to return for his church. So remember that there's absolutely nothing. It, it could be any day, but it, it looks like from the pattern that God has used to commemorate the other feasts that Jesus could return on the Feast of Trumpets. Now, he has fulfilled them in order, in the order which they fell. And so the next step is the return of Jesus, and the next feast that has not been fulfilled is Trumpets. Very, very interesting. Not only not only does this feast still have yet to be fulfilled, one of the markers of the Feast of Trumpets is that they look for the new moon to rise over the mountains in Jerusalem. And what happened was that they had to have two witnesses, two witnesses. If you know your Bible prophecy, you know that in Revelation, the Bible speaks of two witnesses that are going to be in Jerusalem in the last days. They will be speaking the truth. They will be preaching the truth and the world will hate them because they preach the truth, but they will have the power to, to have fire come out of their mouth and burn up their enemies. They will have power to call plagues down on the nations of the earth. They will have all kinds of power and no one will be able to mess with them until halfway through the tribulation when the Antichrist has them killed. But this to these two witnesses in the book of Revelation, it goes back to the old tradition for the Feast of Trumpets when the two witnesses had to stand and watch. They had to stand and watch for 
the new moon to rise up over the mountain at the the feast of trumpets that would signal their new year when the new moon rose over the mountain immediately these two witnesses would run they would run they would not walk they would run to the temple mount and they would begin to tell the 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 priests at the temple mount to blow the shofar signaling the new year signaling that a new beginning had come and uh they marked this because they would say that the new moon would happen at a day and an hour which no one knew it would happen at a day and an hour which no one knew and you have to remember that when jesus was talking about his return about the rapture of the church matthew 24:36 and mark 13:32 jesus said that his coming would be at a day and an hour which no man knows, only God in heaven. So, there are a lot of, of Bible scholars that agree that the Feast of Trumpets will be fulfilled when the rapture of the church takes place and the eastern sky is split wide open and we are called home. Matthew 24, 31, and he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. First Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. 1 Corinthians 15, 51-52, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. One of these years during the Feast of Trumpets, it's very, very probable that we are going to hear that heavenly trumpet blast. You can stick around if you want to, but I'm telling you what, I am getting out of here on the first load when I hear that trumpet sound, I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. I want to be looking for the return of Jesus Christ. And trumpets is is the the season when most scholars believe that Jesus could return. Now, there are our beliefs in the Jewish, the Hebrew tradition that their Messiah will come during the Feast of Trumpets. Now, this is important to note because it can be congruent. Their Messiah, who they are looking for, is not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has already been with them, and they rejected him. They have rejected him. Their Messiah that is coming is going to be the false Christ, the Antichrist. So as Jesus takes his church, the Antichrist is going to come onto the scene, and the Antichrist is going to step into the world arena as a leader who brings peace, who brings calm, and and who who sets up his kingdom here on the earth and rules as the tribulation begins. So this is important to all remember how this runs together, how it ties together. God does not leave any loose ends. He is purposeful with everything that he does. And so the, the great, uh, the, the one last thing that I want to cover on this podcast is that the feast of trumpets also signals according to the tradition of the Jewish people, the coronation of the king, the coronation 
of the king. Now we know the king is Jesus. We know that he is king of kings and that he is Lord of lords. And if you go and you look at a coronation of a king or a queen on on YouTube, you can get on and watch the coronations of past kings and queens on online and you can see how how the pomp and the circumstance just it's a great ceremony with a lot of fanfare there's a royal procession and uh if you ask me it looks a lot like a wedding and we know that we're headed to the coronation of the king we know that we're headed to the marriage supper of, of the lamb and there are vows that are exchanged at a coronation there are huge crowds that gather for a coronation people come from miles and miles to see the king receive his crown and his kingdom revelation eleven fifteen through 18 says and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever and the four and twenty elders which sat down before God on their seats fell on their faces and worshiped God saying we give thanks O Lord God Almighty which art and wast and art to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they shall be judged and that thou shouldst give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name small and great and shouldst destroy them which destroy the earth I think about that old hymn all hail the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate fall bring forth the royal diadem and crown him lord of all bring forth the royal diadem and crown him lord of all hallelujah we are going to see Jesus face to face now what if if trumpets doesn't happen this year I'm going to tell you about that in the upcoming podcasts. If trumpets doesn't happen this year for you, there are some great things in store because this is a new beginning. This is a brand new start for you. And so either way, whether trumpets happens, whether Jesus returns this year or whether he holds off and has grace for another year or another time or another season we don't know, but we do know that we have to be ready and that it is going to get better for the children of God. Jesus is always going to protect his kids. He's always going to protect the bride of Christ. And we have to remember that God is doing something in the earth for us. So I encourage you, be ready as we enter into this feast season. Be ready. Don't be uh, don't be asleep don't be out messing around in the things of the world. Clear the sin out of your life. This day, this this feast of trumpets begins 10 days of awe before the day of atonement. The 10 days of awe were used as a time where people fasted, they mourned, they lived in in just introspection, seeing where their lives lined up with God and where their lives didn't line up with God. And they used this time to to just look inside, to look in the mirror and say, does my life line up with the word? Does my life reflect God's light? Does my life shine in this earth? Does my life give people a, a pointer, a direction to God? Or am I living for myself? Am I living outside the bounds of the word of God? And we've got to take a look at our lives in this season and say, 
Where do I stand with God? And I got to ask you a question today. Are you ready to meet Jesus? If Jesus should come, there are going to be people who are not ready to meet him. There are going to be people who are not ready to be caught up in the air because they don't have a relationship with him. And if you don't have a relationship with him, the Bible says you're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind at the rapture. And at the rapture, there are going to be a whole lot of things that transpire on the earth that you do not want to be a part of. There are going to be plagues. There are going to be uh, meteors. There are going to be things that poison people and poison the waters. There are going to be beasts unleashed on the earth. Earth. There are going to be demonic forces unleashed on the earth and, and life here on the earth is going to be such turmoil. If you think it's bad now, if you think that this plague has been bad, this COVID-19 has been difficult to navigate, let me tell you something. The, the tribulation that the Bible talks about is going to be something that just this plague will seem like child's play when it comes down to it. So you've got to be ready to meet Jesus. You've got to be ready to meet him at all times. And today, if you're not ready to meet Jesus, should he come today? Should he come tomorrow or should he come during the Feast of Trumpets this year? I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me and, and to make yourself ready for what's to come. I want you to say this prayer with me. Just open your heart up to God. Say, Father God, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that he rose again. I believe he's your son. And I believe his blood covers all my sins. So wash me now in that precious blood. Make me your child. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to live for you all my life. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this Feast of Trumpets is is something amazing. And I, I so appreciate you listening today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or for the 500th time, get a hold of me on my social media. Get a hold of me on where you're listening to this podcast. And I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear uh, how God is moving in your life and help give you some direction. God is so good and he is working in our lives and in the earth today. And we're coming up on this Feast of Trumpets, one of the most exciting times of the year as it pertains to Bible prophecy. And I pray that you are going to be ready when Jesus comes back. This time of the year seems like a time of the year when the devil is unleashed in such a way that we can't even fathom. He just comes and wreaks havoc in the earth. But that is because he knows what God is going to do one of these years during the Feast of Trumpets. He knows that you're about to get blessed. He knows that God is about to move in your life. If you look at the major wars that take place all over the world, it normally happens during this time of the year. You look at September 11th, that was right around this time of the year. There are major plagues and major major political upheavals that take place during this time of the year, but it is all the enemy trying to derail you from being focused on the Lord during this time of the year. He's trying to fight all he can. So if you've been going through something and been going through something difficult during this time of the year, especially just know that it's the devil and he's trying to stop 
what God wants to do in your life, but you can't let him. Grab hold of God, get alone with God and pray, read your Bible, and be prepared for what's coming on the earth. Because if it's not the Feast of Trumpets, we're going to see some great things happen in the life of the child of God. So be encouraged today, be ready, be looking up and waiting for that trumpet sound as we get ready to enter into the Feast of Trumpets this week. Next week, I'll be back with an episode on the Day of Atonement. We're going to do the Days of All leading up into the Day of Atonement, and I pray that you'll be blessed. I pray that it will help you, and I hope to see or hear from you very soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. I love you, and we'll connect again here next week on the podcast. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.